0: Net, around the world and on satellite.
1: about the kingdom of God Matthew 21 9 says the multitude that went before and that followed cried saying Hosanna the son of David blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord Hosanna in the highest to say that was to hail Christ as the king He was literally coming into Jerusalem that had no king. There was no king in Jerusalem. Herod was king over in Galilee. Um, Philip was also a king in another part of the kingdom, but there had been no king sitting on the throne in the third of the kingdom that contained the city of Jerusalem since Herod the Great had died. Actually, shortly before he died, he had uh, divided the the kingdom up into three parts, and the son that sat on the throne in that area uh, had betrayed him in his own mind, and uh, he had asked permission of uh, Rome if he could execute them. Now, why would he have to ask permission of Rome to execute uh, his own son, who... Had uh, committed an act of treason in his own mind, and uh, was trying to usurp the throne. Uh, it was because they had made an agreement, a contract, a treaty with Rome. and they had invited the Romans in. Now was it a lawful contract? A contract is very important uh, in understanding the context of the Bible, because God is a God of contract, and we call it covenants, uh, constitutions. All these things are mentioned in the Bible. In the Hebrew language, we see the word uh, for covenant also translated league, which had to do with uh covenant with another nation, and we were not to make covenants with them, nor with their gods, their ruling judges, the ones who had exercising authority one over the other. Israel was a free nation, the people were free, they could do as they saw fit in their own eyes, that's the freedom of choice, Uh, that's the liberty under God, now if they make the wrong choice, if they don't have God in their hearts and their minds, uh, they're their government will be a shambles. Their, their nation will uh, go under. But if they remain faithful in their hearts and their minds to the true essence, precept upon precept of God, they will be saved. And what that is to be true to God is the great debate. There are all kinds of religions out there that will tell you, oh, no, you only have to do this, or you have to do that, or you have to, you know, genuflect on Wednesdays, or whatever it is. Uh, They tell you, but that's not what God's telling you. That's what they're telling you. And that is the spirit of Cain. Cain wants to compel you to do what he thinks you ought to do. That is is the adversary. That is Satan. And there's a little phrase that you're going to hear more and more, probably collective church, collective salvation. Uh, This is creeping into our vocabulary. This is Marcus Aurelius' uh, philosophy. Uh, This is Nimrod's philosophy. This is uh, Babylon. That somehow or other uh, you are collectively going to achieve nirvana, utopia, Uh, the kingdom of God etc this is what Herod was doing Herod the Great was creating a collective kingdom of heaven and you would join you would become a member and someone would decide how much you were to contribute and if you've contributed enough and uh, they would build a temple and it would be made out of dead stone all these things are contrary to the temple of God which is made out of living stone which is you and that's a collective too. So you can throw that word around, collective church, uh, the collective body of Christ. But what is binding you together? Is it faith, hope, charity, love for one another? Or is it contracts, uh, doctrines, uh, pledges, vows of. Uh, submission and you know, that we've talked about it before the word vow in the, in the New Testament it depends on which Greek word you're using there but there is one word that is translated vow that actually simply means pray it's what is the yearning in your heart the desire in your heart it is what you really want and that is your vow it's your prayer then there's another vow, concept of vow, that we commonly have uh, is that it's some kind of oath or pledge or allegiance, and that's a different kind of vow. And they we really should have two different words there, but uh, somewhere along the line, translators decided to take two completely different Greek words and translate them into one single English word as if we're supposed to know which one was there. In which one was not it's a common practice of the translators which is why uh, we have our work cut out for us John 12:12. 12, 12. on the day on the next day much people that were come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried Hosanna blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord and Jesus when he had found a young ass sat thereon, as it is written fear not daughter of Zion behold thy king cometh sitting on an ass his colt that is Um, very clearly stating that these people were accepting Jesus as the king of Israel. The king of Jerusalem. They went out to meet him with palms. That is a traditional way in which to meet. They met uh, Hyrcanus with palms. Unfortunately many of the people actually struck him with the palms. (laughs) Because they were so displeased and that, uh, that yeah, they had thought he was the Messiah, the anointed the king. Some did. And this was, a, again, a controversy. Not everybody thought that Jesus was Hosanna, son of David, highest son of David, rightful king of Israel. But the vast majority of the population did. And he goes walking right into the temple. He is even seen in the royal treasury. Not just the treasury, but the royal treasury instructing the ministers. He is giving commands right there in, in the temple about the carrying of vessels, supposedly. Um, although there's a debate as to whether that word should actually be vessels. Uh, he was the king. He wasn't just an itinerant preacher. He was a king. When he appointed to his apostles, it was that kingdom. Now, there was a revolution going on. There were dissenters who said, Oh, we don't want to have Jesus as our king. We have no king but Caesar. But then Caesar, who had been invited to Jerusalem uh, during the days of Pompeii, had one particular mission there to maintain the peace and prevent civil war. They said, this is the king. This is the king. This is the king. So the apostles were not apostles, but ambassadors, which is what the word really means, for a king and a kingdom. When Paul appears in front of uh, Festus and Agrippa, he is discussing the fact that he is a member of a government a separate recognized government a government that predates Rome well the church is a government it is a separate government, it is Israel That, that there's a huge debate oh no, Israel is separate and, and the church is not if you following the king your Israel because he's the king of Israel King of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord Matthew 16:17. and Jesus answered and said unto him blessed art thou Simon Barjona for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee but my father which is in heaven he didn't know that Jesus was Jesus because he read it in the Bible he knew it because it had been revealed to him. Flesh and blood did not reveal it. His intellectual prowess did not reveal it. His long hours of study did not reveal it. But his Father in heaven revealed it. And I say also unto thee, thou art Peter. Because this is Simon he was talking to. But he's calling him Peter. Why? because the Father has revealed the truth to him in his heart. He knows it in his heart, to the depths of his heart. He knows it because it has been revealed to him. And that is the rock build my church on, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee, those of you who have the revelation of the truth, of Christ's kingdom in their hearts, of his kingship in their hearts and mind not because they studied it and memorized some doctrine or dogma passed down to them by some men or written in a book but because it is literally written upon their hearts and upon their minds how many times have we seen that in the Old Testament and the New Testament each of you must be divinely inspired to see the truth to become the rock of faith that the church is built upon. And the keys of the kingdom and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This is an important concept. Is Peter the guy with the keys? You're the guys with the keys. If you will listen in your hearts, set aside all your preconceived notions, become as a little child. Nobody reads the Bible alone. When you're reading the Bible, everything you have ever been taught, everything you have been told, everything you have been conjoled and, and, uh, and convinced of in the past is sitting there with you as you read and try to interpret the Bible. But it's not subject to your private interpretation or the private interpretations of those who taught you. It is, and there is no escape from that. The only way you will know God is to know God. You can't read about them and know them. If you read about your wife, would you ever have children if that's all you ever did was read about your wife? You have to actually have that inner relationship. So anyway, beware of phrases like collective salvation and collective uh, church Uh, because most of the people that are promoting that idea are talking about binding you together uh, like the days of Egypt like the days of of Babylon like the days of Rome under Marcus Aurelius who had the worst human rights record uh, official persecution of the church and one, one of those sources of his persecution was the fact that he demanded everybody get a birth certificate within 30 days of the birth and you would normally do that through your local uh, government office or through the treasury, which was operating somewhat to the Temple of Saturn, because these temples were government buildings. Just as your today, most of you, your temples are the government buildings of the government that you pray to for your benefits because those are the men who call themselves benefactors but exercise authority one over the other. So I, I sent out to uh, the contact ministers on the different groups of the network. Everybody who's listening to this should join the Living Network. You do that by going to the website, org and pull down the drop-down menu with the guy with a net and find your local area, the state in which you're in, and join that network. And... Uh, Make yourself known and learn who's on that. Uh, pick somebody to be a contact minister for you, a personal contact minister, as close to you as you can. Uh, someone who is active and, and uh, will do the job of a contact minister. That's all explained on the net. But I asked some of them for some questions, and one of them kept coming up with the United States of Mexico versus Arizona case that is coming up. And there's nine states in the suit on the grounds of standing to the state uh, a claim in the battle over the borders. They want the federal government to protect the borders. Now, if the states were really still the republics that they were after uh, the ratification or uh, acquiescence to the Constitution of the United States... They would have standing, but really there are no state citizens left in any of the states. They're all federal citizens, and the people living in those states are merely residents of the states. So therefore the states have become really virtually nothing more than corporations of the federal corporation, And they don't really have standing anymore. They had some standing before the Civil War. Uh, They have almost no standing after the 14th Amendment and uh, subsequent acts thereof including social security and all these other things where the individuals have become citizens of the united states only and really don't have any more standing as free republics after uh, the constitution was put in place the states were as foreign and I'm quoting here Clark's summary of US American law as foreign to each other as Mexico is to Canada uh, they were literally Sovereign countries that had vested some rights and powers of choice some like, uh, in the government called the United States Federal Government, which was not a republic, was an, in, an indirect democracy. The United States Federal Government has always been a federal indirect democracy. not a republic. A republic is where you are free from things public, and the only ones who created the United States federal government were the state governments, and they only had a certain amount of power in their hands. Most of the power had remained with the people, the landed uh, individuals, who formed the republic. But uh, the challenge was how long could you keep that republic with this new federal democracy that was created in your midst. And not very long because it has grown and grown and grown in power because we keep looking to it, praying to it, applying to it. uh, And as long as you look to government, you will always suffer tyranny. And that's exactly what's happened. You have to be the government of the people for the people, which is your key to good government. To Christ's government, to the only free government left in the world today, which is a position. If we actually started doing what Christ said, we will. Our righteousness will exceed that of the Pharisees in the and the New World Order, and they will hate us because we will make them look bad. Right now, we're making them look pretty good because we're a bunch of ap- apathetic avaristic Selfish individuals who aren't really buckling down to what Christ said to do. Uh, There's almost nobody out there doing what Christ said to do, and most of your churches have led you back into bondage, and they are workers of iniquity. And amongst them, there are a few that when they actually hear the wholeness of the gospel, they may repent and seek that kingdom, but you better figure that we're going to be in a minority. Uh, the church was a minority at the time of Christ and it's going to be a minority now Uh, but we can win the hearts of many of the majority and they will actually side more on our side than on the other but they are of little faith they are the poor in spirit and they may not come all the way but Christ is our banner Uh, that is our flag of our allegiance and uh, that is what uh, our communion with him must be that divine revelation in our hearts and minds know us by our love for one another. So anyway, there is no solution in the state doing this. Day this. Uh, what I was going to point out is the network is set up on a state-by-state, country-by-country basis. Uh, we don't recognize the boundaries so much as the communion between us in order to have real communion, you can't be on an Internet group with somebody in uh, Iowa and you live in Southern California. You need to know all the people in Iowa. And so, therefore, just as there were 48 uh, major uh, enclaves or, or cities of refuge amongst the uh, Levites, there are 48 contiguous U.S. states, and that's what we're going to be dividing the network into, but keeping it linked with contact ministers who understand the very simple precepts of be- which is you have to be as concerned about the next congregation as you are about your own, because that's the pattern. Just as you have to be as concerned about your neighbor's rights as much as your own. You, the congregations must do the same, and the congregations of congregations must do the same, because it is the nature of Christ. And if we're going to do this in the name of Christ, we must also do it in the nature of Christ. I'm going to tell you how to do that when we return to keys of kingdom.
2: You're listening to FirstAmendmentRadio.com Worldwide. Freedom is never free. We need your support today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com.
0: Since the beginning of time, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it, it has been traded, it has been borrowed, it has been purchased, it has been stolen, there's a reason for it, to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and to our posterity. Invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188 or visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net. Listen to Financial Survival with your host Melody Cedarstrom and regular guest world-renowned economist Robert Chapman right here on FirstAmendmentRadio.com at 4 p.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. Pacific time. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net. Or call Discount and Silver Trading at 1 375 4188. Toll free 1 800 375 4188. Now listen to me. The Bible says rent back with Caesars. I want you to know that a corporation is Caesar.
2: Yeah. Government takeover of the church. This DVD is the most powerful tool we have for waking up those asleep in the pews. The scripture calls for his people to come out of her. The corporate church is the apostate church. The whore that rides the beast. Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from firstamendmentradio.com. Make copies and give them away to your corporate church friends and loved ones. The truth will make them free. They will watch the DVD, Government Takeover of the Church. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com or call 559-781-3773. Who will tell them, if not you? Hi, Nicholas here. I used to lug those big jugs to the market to fill with water from those coin-operated filter machines. 25 cents a gallon or 5 gallons for a buck? I used to. Then I got the big Berkey. Now I saved my back and hundreds of dollars too. I was paying $600 for the same 3,000 gallons of water that a pair of black Berkey filters will provide from my own tap for only $99. This means that your Berkey water system will entirely pay for itself with only 1,500 gallons of use. And then, you will still have 1,500 gallons left before you need to replace the filters. Do the math. Stop throwing your money away on bottled water and filter dispensers that may or may not be delivering, as promised, for a limited time. First Amendment Radio is offering 10% off on the most popular Berkey water systems. Visit the shopping page at firstamendmentradio.com or call us at 559-781-3773 for more information. Leave your name and address and we'll send you this special offer. Do it now. First Amendment Radio is an authorized distributor of Berkey products.
1: Welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. Uh, we're going to give a few announcements. Uh, we got a retreat coming up here in September. Uh, towards the end, uh, around the 28th, uh, all the information is at org. Uh, you're welcome to come. Uh, we're anxious to meet as many people as possible. Uh, we've got people coming from as far away as Australia. We've got another... A group that is uh, trying to work it out that they can come all the way from the Carolinas on the east coast, uh, people talking about coming from South Dakota. Uh, we need to know how many people are coming. We probably won't get a definitive answer, but the more you can tell us, the more we can prepare. Uh, there's a thousand acres we can meet on, so I don't think we'll fill up the area. Uh, it's way better uh uh accommodations here than there is at uh, Burning Man that gets 50,000 people for a week on an alkali flat you could die on <laughs> uh we have uh, uh lakes and uh, and uh, uh lots of facilities around but it is a camping enterprise uh we're working on possibly opening up a retreat ground near here that's been under construction for a couple of years now uh, that uh, will allow uh, uh, kinder accommodations than camping for those who need them. Uh, we'll have to give you an announcement if that will happen. Uh, they're taking forever to finish their construction. But uh, um, anyway, if you want to come, the information is uh Go to the website over there on the column on the left. uh, There's a section on retreats. Uh, Find out more about it. Contact us on the Living Network. Uh, Let us know if you're coming, and we will try to uh, make this a growing event. Also, remember that uh, the network is also our FEMA. Our federal emergency management uh, agency that is provided by the United States federal government uh, I shouldn't say ours but that one that you know of I I heard that they are moving uh, their vehicles away from the coastline of the Gulf Uh, may or may not be true Um, there's a lot of people worried about something coming and I would I would very much be concerned about things coming Our way, Uh, there are uh, 10 major volcanoes active in South America. There's more volcanoes that have become active over the last few years under the sea. Uh, These are all working uh, to uh, make changes in ocean currents, which will make changes in weather patterns, and each of us uh, are going to be affected by these changes over the next few years Uh, there's scientists who've known about this these changes for quite some time and uh, it's somebody of course is always going to try to make a buck from it and that's why you have these carbon taxes and and all these things floating around in your legislation because your legislation is completely corrupt and money runs everything from medicine to uh, uh, your government and uh, it also is controlling your food etc so you need to be the government of the people for the people and by the people that's what the church is all about and to help you do that that means you have to come together caring about your neighbors rights your neighbors life your neighbors uh well-being as much as you do your own if we did that we wouldn't have the problems in the world that we have today but our churches have been distracting you and singing you to sleep and so somebody's got to tell you, knock it off, wake up, and change your ways. In other words, repent, seek the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and His righteousness, and everything else will work itself out. It's going to be hard times, but it's going to be an exciting time, a wonderful time, a glorious time, because we will uh, many of us will become closer and closer to our Father. And he will bestow many, many gifts and blessings upon us. But we have to turn around and start heading his way. So some of the other things that were brought up, uh, we make it very clear that the United States uh, and Mexico versus Arizona case is uh, really a waste of time. But if people feel they have to go that way, go ahead. Uh, You really need to be seeking the kingdom. How do we not live in the world? Uh, Contact Minister from Arizona uh, asked. Uh, If God's kingdom is at hand, where is it? Why criticize the organized church? They do a lot of good. Well, they do a lot of harm, too, and... I don't have anything against organized religion, organized church. I want all you guys to be organized together. (laughs) And that would be the organized church. But the organization must come from in your hearts and in your minds, put there by God. And then you conform to him and you get organized. It's not top-down authority. And that's what I think a person is often complaining about when they say organized church. They're talking about a hierarchy with top-down authority. The way you get to be the hierarchy of his holy church is you bend down and become a servant to all. The more you are of service, the the higher up you go in the church because the first shall be last and the last shall be sh- uh, first. So the lower you, you know, stoop to serve others, uh, the higher up you go but it doesn't look like you're going up higher because it looks like you're just a better servant of, servant of servants which is what Christ said the church was to be like when he appointed it uh, a kingdom to serve remember he said I'm going to take the kingdom away from these guys these Pharisees and that's who's got it right now is the Pharisees and I'm going to give it to those who bear fruit what kind of fruit well we're not going to bear the fruit of bondage we're going to bear the fruit of liberty under Christ that's what we're striving to do now though he may slay us we shall serve him and serve that purpose and we want you to not only be set free but to survive freedom and that's why we need to come together so how do we live in the world and not of the world well you have to learn to not need the world i happen to know this particular individual a little bit in his own history he had to depend upon the world recently because he had a difficulty uh, physical difficulty that he had to overcome and nobody else would help him it's, it's kind of why uh, uh, North Vietnam went communist it was pro-american uh, pro-republic uh, precepts but nobody would help them against the French but the communists and so the communists got a foothold there if we had stood our ground and said you know you French you got to give those people equal rights uh, you got to give, allow Vietnam to be a Vietnam. And don't try to oppress them and make all their citizens second-class citizens. If we had stood our grounds on the precepts this country was originally founded on, and I'm talking about 1600s, 1650s, 1750s, uh, if we had stuck to those precepts of individual rights and individual responsibilities under God, there would have been no Vietnam War and the french would have backed down and followed suit but we didn't support what was right we supported what was immediately profitable and convenient and we have to stop doing those kinds of things and you can't start stop doing those collectively until you stop doing those individually and what i'm basically saying is if you want governments to change you must change you must be that government of change You must start taking care of one another. So if you want to live in the world but not of the world, you have to follow Christ. You have to start caring about others as much as you care about yourself. And that means start forming congregations and finding other people who see the importance of caring about one another and want to come together and do that. Many of the people on our network don't even want to find other people. They don't want to work and find the lost sheep uh... that's why you can't get anywhere in the network very far until you want to put on some of the character of a good shepherd you want to help other people If you don't want to help other people if you just want to be free there's no place for you in the network if you just want to sit on the sidelines go sit on the sidelines if you want to be a contact minister and get up higher in the church then you're going to have to start serving others and we have a motto here if you don't want to row get out of the boat and uh, we have another saying and it's not if you build it they will come if you build it you'll be there already so that we're doers of the word if you're not doers of the word we don't have any interest in in working with you because you're just going to drag us down so people if you want to want to be free you have to start seeking your responsibilities as a government of the people for the people and by the people the way to do that in a grassroots field is to gather into local groups pick a guy who is the best servant amongst you the guy with the purest heart that you can find and you know you may find somebody purer than the guy you picked today you can change him in a moment you don't have to wait for term limits you're working out your salvation with fear and trembling amongst other people who are doing the same and that's the key to the kingdom because you're unbinding yourself except to each other by love. And that brings you into the kingdom. If you're binding each other with uh, contracts and commitments that the world offers you, then you're going farther from the kingdom and farther into bondage. So the church is here so that you don't have to go to the benefactors to exercise authority. That means there's an awful lot of preparation because we're coming on very, very hard times. And there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to do. And that's why we're having retreats. And that's why we're having this broadcast. But it's not going out to enough people. You have to start working so that it goes out to more people, so that we get on more radio stations to get this message out, to bring more people to the network so that you will have more people to mutually work with in congregations of record who care about the congregation of record next to them as much as they care about their own. Same thing, repeated over and over again. Needs to be repeated because the churches aren't telling you this. If God's kingdom is in hand, where is it? It's within you. If it's within you, it should start growing and spreading out and finding those other souls that it is also within. And that's our mission, to find the gold amongst the masses of dirt that we have produced in the world today. Uh, And we're fishing and washing away the filthy lucre and looking for a better way. So the problem with the organized church that we see for the most part today as a body is that they're preaching half a gospel, and a half of the truth is a lie. And so therefore, I do criticize that. But individually, amongst those people, there are some great people that are moving in the right direction. You remember now, Jesus condemned the people who thought they were Christians and doing many things in Christ's name. And he says, uh, when they come and they brag about it, he says, look at all the wonderful things we've done, and he says, get ye from ye, workers of iniquity. Not anything different than what Christ said. And we're not trying to, you know, defame any particular denomination, but we're preaching what Christ said, the gospel of the kingdom. Okay, we have uh, three questions from um, Australia, uh, from Mark, who will be at the retreat, um, along with two other people from Australia and maybe more, who knows. Uh, Christ promises more in the Sermon on the Mount, and in particular the Beatitudes about the Kingdom of God, to men with these certain uh, character traits than just uh, about anywhere else. Why these are favored. Okay, I have a whole study on um, on uh, the Beatitudes, uh, they call them, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, And if we can, we'll get to that. But basically, we're just going to say right now is those particular traits that he's talking about, those characteristics that he is emphasizing there, is the keys to God's government. If that's not what's going on in your government, then your government is not ordained of God. It's ordained of men. It's created by men. And those men are doing it contrary to the ways of God. Saul's kingdom was not ordained by God. It was ordained by the voice of the people, and God allowed it. He said, go ahead and give it to them. Tell them what it's going to bring. They'll be able to draft your sons and daughters. They're going to be able to uh, take away the first fruits of your labor. They're going to be able to make their instruments of war. They will wreak havoc upon the world They will take the best for themselves. That's exactly where you're at today because why were they going to be able to do all that? Because they rejected God. So the fact that you have a government exactly like Samuel 8 is describing is telling you that you have rejected God because that's why you are where you are today. And that's hard for a lot of patriots to accept but you have gone away from god you have rejected god you have returned to the bondage of egypt you are deeply enmeshed in the bondage of egypt worse than it was in the days of egypt and you have done this because you have rejected god now that's hard to tell a lot of people or hard for a lot of people to hear it's not hard for me to say it i can say it really easy (laughs) because it's true But I'm not just saying that to pick on you. I'm saying that so that you repent and change your ways and turn around and go the other way. And that's what the network is going to give you the chance to do. But you have to do it. I'm not going to do it for you and then say, I got it all built for you. Now you can come and join. You got to do it. You got to be doer of the word. And so, and that's why you're in the problem you're in, because you went and said, oh, well, let's elect this guy. He'll do it for us, and we won't have to do anything. Isn't that what they did with Saul? We don't want somebody to go out and fight our battles for us. We want a commander-in-chief, because there's all this corruption around. Why did not you deal with that corruption? Because now all you got is more and more corruption, more than you've ever had before you got to be the government of the people, for the people, and by the people, with the character of God in you, which takes us back to the Beatitudes, which we will address later. Seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness is a decision. Why do people sit and wait for the kingdom to happen to them? Is it because they have been deceived to believe they have already been saved? Now, that's his question. And, of course, that is the answer, too, because absolutely. Oh, you're saved because you believe in Jesus. Jesus says not those who say, Lord, Lord, but those who do it the will of the Father. But the churches say, oh, you don't have to do anything, just believe. Are you forgiven because Jesus died on the cross? Jesus says, if you don't forgive your neighbor, you're not forgiven. My father will not forgive you. I mean, he says this over, you see it in several of the gospels, and we'll go into that when we go through the Beatitudes. We'll show you. But they say, oh, you're forgiven because Jesus died on the cross for sin. Well, I don't know that you're forgiven. Have you forgiven your neighbor? Have you forgiven your enemy? Because the benefits you get come to you from the benefactors who exercise authority one over the other, and let me tell you, folks, they aren't very forgiving. I have seen the lives ruined by them. They don't go to the people and say, how much can you afford to give? I can only give this much. Okay, paid in full. They don't do that. They beat you if you don't pay the full amount. They're not of God. They are against God. They are the adversaries of God, and that is the government that you have chosen for yourself. Repent. Turn around. Let's look for the other government. Start seeking the other government. They start doing that. Don't think that you're going to collectively vote in morality in a society built on selfish immorality, which is what you have today. You're a mess. Your society is built on coveting your neighbor's goods. You need to repent. And these ministers who are saying you're saved because you believe, You don't have to do anything or going right against. You know, you want to believe that, maybe. But I warn you, don't. The Bible says not those who say, Lord, Lord. They believe they say, Lord, Lord, but they're not doing the will of the Father. What's their fruits of this gospel that they've handed down to you? The whole world's in bondage. That's the fruit. The whole world has returned to the bondage of Egypt and it is about to enter into a period of famine and wrath of God like you have never seen before in the history of the world. I don't mean to scare you, <laughs> but wake up. Don't keep sitting there. Get up. Get busy. And find out how far from the kingdom you have gone. Uh, a guy in Australia here I have made contact with has written a few short books about seeking the kingdom and has called one weapons of mass destruction are false beliefs and alternative ideas about God's true government just only distractions away from the kingdom are they these spiritual weapons of mass destruction absolutely these half truths of the modern church are weapons of mass destruction Oh, don't need to look behind the curtain don't need to go any farther you're saved I'm okay, you're okay philosophy is not what Jesus came to say. Jesus came to tell you you're not okay. You need to repent. You need to change your ways. And your and your churches should be telling you that. And we're not doing it to be mean. We're doing it because we love you. You know, I tell a kid, don't touch that. You're going to burn yourself. You know, I got one grandson, he, you know, he doesn't listen really well. <laughs> he actually hears everything, but he doesn't listen, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and I said, now, if you do that, you know, you're going to end up falling. You're going to get uh, cut open your knee, and There's going to be blood all over, and I'm going to have to clean it up. As soon as you mention blood, he don't want to do it no more. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> he knows it's supposed to be on the inside. But you have to give him that little visualization. He's a very visual individual. <laughs> And he says, Oh, yeah, I don't think I will to do that if blood's involved. Okay, uh, what does the Bible mean if, uh, when it says we have keys of the kingdom? This is from uh, New York, uh, soon to be from North Carolina. Uh, it says we have the keys to the kingdom. He says, I heard a few people say that we don't need the keys of the kingdom anymore. Well, then why did Jesus give them to us? <laughs> uh, we have the New Testament now. That's in the New Testament, folks. The kings of the kingdom, that's in the New Testament. Uh, also, I heard someone say that Peter used uh, them on the day of Pentecost. Uh, my spirit was not in agreement with uh, either of these statements. However, I wanted to hear what, what our perspective is. And actually, you know, that's part of our... Uh, uh, study on uh, on the uh, the Beatitudes that we will go into um, which actually I, I did not print out uh, so I don't have them in front of me I got an email just before we went on the, the air uh, uh, that we should continue with our study on the word of God Um the individual who uh, wrote this, he actually does uh, some of our audios, and uh, uh, we we tape the show here. Of course, you can listen to them on the radio station and, and subscribe to the radio station. They have them in the archives. and uh, But we tape them here for our records and, and maintain them and, and clean up the audios uh, for future use. Uh, but... Uh, he just got to hear the show on the word of god and he says wow (laughs) he says that uh, we need to continue that study and we will but we're not going to do it uh today we'll probably do that in a couple of weeks uh what i was encouraging everybody who has these online bible concordances and and, uh, where they can digitally look up things to look up every place in the bible where it talks about uh the Word of God. Just look up that phrase, Word of God. Now, it's not always translated Word of God. Uh, One place it's translated actually Oracle of God, etc. but most of them are translated Word of God. And of course, you'll find it in um, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And read what it says in that verse. The Word of God. And then you may get a different impression about what is the Word of God, and what the Word of God is telling you. Um, and, and and I mean, you may be absolutely astounded if you go and actually go to the Bible, which is supposed to be the Word of God, and look it up, and stop depending on those whispering ears that have been telling you this, this, that. I'm not going to tell you that so we need to uh, meet again we're going to be on talk show and we're going to talk about some of these things in greater detail and till then may peace be upon your house and may the Lord be with
0: you you have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church for more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory including services, counseling, lectures books and other audio materials please write to His Church at Summer Lake Box 10 Summer Lake, Oregon 97640 You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net